Welcome to Market Week in Review for the week ending February 26, 2021. I'm Chris Kyle, and today I'm joined by Chief Investment Strategist Eric Ristabin. I think we're coming up on a year since I've last seen you in the office, Eric. I trust you're well. Yeah, I am. Hope you are too. Yeah. Certainly. Thank you. Now, as we come to the close of February, it's no doubt been an eventful week. Today, we'll cover the implications of the continued rise in Treasury yields, where we stand globally in the fight against COVID, and the outlook of continued stimulus under the Biden administration. Starting from the top, yields on the 10-year Treasury broke 1.5% this week, a rise that's persisted all month and has sparked fears over inflation and reigning in stimulus from the Federal Reserve. What comments did Chairman Powell offer earlier this week, and what are you observing more broadly, Eric? So Treasury yields in the U.S. are up, you know, 45 to 50 basis points in the last month, uh, about 10 to 15 this week, depending on where we where we are right now when we chat. But it, it's a notable rise. And particularly when you kind of in, with the background of there was also a notable rise in the fourth quarter following the vaccine announcement of the Pfizer BioNTech. Um, so this is really in a lot of ways. Uh, a market recognition that the economic outlook is actually going to improve. Um, and that is based on a lot of different things. We're going to talk, I think, about a couple of them in, in, in just a few moments. But, you know, in general, the, the market is expecting economic growth to actually kick in, to have 2021 to be an, a, a significantly above trend uh, growth rate for the economy, not just in the States, but everywhere in the world. One thing the the listeners should note is that it, inflation in the short term is going up, um, uh, not necessarily because the the economy is overheated, but because you know a growth rate in inflation is you divide this year's number by last year's number. Well, last year's number um, starting about now is horrible, right? Inflation fell off a cliff as we hit the recession in the first half of 2020. So you're going to see inflation numbers when they report; they're going to be higher than they have been. Um, now, we don't think that inflation, as we've said you know, consistently, we don't think inflation is a 2021 problem because unemployment is high, capacity utilization is low. There's, there's a fair amount of slack in the U.S. and global economy. I mean, the U.S. is probably further along in this recovery than, than our friends in Europe, um, and Asia is even further along than we are. But there's still quite a bit of slack in the economy, and we don't think that's going to create inflationary pressure. So I think what this is, is the market's recalibrating that, you know, we're, we're actually going to get probably into a full recovery. And that's really, you know, a continuation to some degree of this opening trade that we've been talk, talking about since November 9th and the vaccine announcement. Um, and that continues to be in place. And, and this week it was kind of, you know, on steroids. And I mean, looking ahead, no doubt tied to your comments moments ago, this week seems to have more positive headlines surrounding COVID and especially vaccine efficacy. Thinking globally, if these trends continue to be favorable, what can investors look forward to in the months ahead? Yeah, and that's it, right? I mean, so the, the market is kind of digesting and reflecting that in the treasury rates, this, this expectation that the economy is going to turn, return to more of a normal stance. And obviously, one of the key pillars there is the path of the vaccine, the path of the virus itself. Um, we've seen rates, outbreak rates drop pretty dramatically um, in, in the most affected areas. Um, we got a study last, uh, late last week out of Israel that said um, that the real life experience with their, with their um, vaccination program, that they, uh, the vast, vast majority of people over the age of 70 in Israel have now been vaccinated. 
and they've been kind of following up in real world as to what the impact of the vaccine has been. And, and suffice it to say, um, that vaccine, that vaccination effort has a lot of efficacy in terms of both lowering the number of virus um, transmissions and notably the lowering the number of serious um, uh, uh Conditions. What that's saying is, is that the market uh, economists, global, you know, basically on our side of the business have been saying that the 2021 is going to be a good growth year because the world's going to return back to normal at some point or close to normal in 2021. Um, and the, the, what we've seen in the virus news in the last week um, indicates that that actually isn't a fallacy. That isn't probably a fantasy. Um, in addition to the fact that the Johnson and Johnson vaccine is about to come online. Um, and that's a one-shot vaccine that has um, good efficacy. So, you know, I, I think the news generally on the COVID front, um, this was a good week. Yes, I certainly agree. And I know what's happening right now is an event that's been in motion since the inauguration, which is the American Rescue Plan, obviously tied yeah. to COVID efforts as well. Now, the House is poised to vote on the stimulus package today, prompting a relief plan to be sent to the Senate next week. Walk us through next steps and what this plan may be met with in terms of easy approval or maybe some fits of contention. The uh, Senate parliamentarian took care of the most contentious issue yesterday. Uh, it was announced that in, in that person's opinion um, that uh, the increase in the minimum wage that the Biden administration and, and uh, the House leadership sought uh, uh, to $15 an hour nationally um, is not, in fact, a budget item. So that's pretty much out of the legislation. Um, that was the most contentious issue for um, Senator Cinema out of Arizona and uh, Manchin out of West Virginia. The Democrats are going to pass this um, uh, with at least a 50-50 vote with the vice president breaking the tie. I would be not surprised if that's actually the vote. Um, there may be a couple Republicans that join on. Um, this package, when when polled across the, the country, it's got about a 70% approval rating and it has notable relief. It has, you know, it, it's extending uh, unemployment benefits of, uh, from $300 to $400 a week for unemployed people um, because of the virus. Uh, it's it's going to give, you know, $1,400 checks to, to households or in, individuals making $75,000 or less or households making $150,000 or less do the math. Um, and, and it's also going to include a fair amount of relief, about $350 billion for states and local governments, which the Democrats have been trying to get into prior packages. Uh, and it's also going to do some funding for schools. And we just saw today some of the impacts of the stimulus package that, that went into effect in December, um, where we saw real income in the United States spike in, in January, um, which gives then credence to the fact that the consumer, um, is in generally good nick. Now, obviously, there are lots of people that are suffering economically in this crisis. But when you look at the average consumer, the average consumer is in pretty good shape. They have good savings. They have uh, relatively low debt burdens. And now their real income's got to pop with the $600 checks in, 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 you know, that were approved in December. They're going to get another $1,400 as a result of this package. And, and that is probably going to unleash some pent up demand for your goods and services. Uh, you know, and maybe at some point, some of us will actually go on vacation again. But that I think, you know, in general terms, I think it gets passed. I think it gets passed close to as is, um, because I think the Democrats are going to do this as a party and then not get a lot of bipartisan support. Uh, and therefore, I think you can expect that this package is probably going to get done next week. 
Thank you. I agree. And to your point on vacation, hopefully as this next month goes by, we can all sort of look forward to something in the summer, especially before yes. spring approaches. Exactly. On that note, I know we're at the end of our time for today. Um, Eric, appreciate your thoughts as always. To everyone else, thank you for listening. Stay safe. Be well. We'll see you next time.